I may have lost a couple old fans Probably scared away some new fans But this is not a new plan Road to perdition like Paul, I'm a new man All the real niggas looking at me like I'm true fam I'm in this water like I'm seesaw Finna make all of my niggas rich off default And this is one to one This ain't nothing like what he bought, what he got I gotta be boiling if he hot Looking at the game as if I'm chilling on the treetop Rising over niggas who saying that they believe not I mostly wear Jordans, but I might fuck with Reebok When they send the paper, we gon' take a look what we got Working on some ventures with some of your favorite vendors Cause I was going hard while these niggas was being tender My outside fresh, but it's also about the inner They say the young boy got the heart of a hundred niggas My shit still beating, my team still eating Party on the weekdays like it was the weekend We the motivation To think we started sweeping floors Now we finna fuck around and sweep the nation I used to push a dolly looking goofy in the lobby And now I'm getting money like I invented Molly Few niggas in my league like I was playing hockey Don't know what you've been told but This the life of Rocky Fuck with me, yeah What it do, what the business is. This is another week in the books, and I am Spike Lou. A W I T B, as we have been calling it this season. As always, to reach out to us, man. A W I T B 2022 at gmail.com. You can get in touch with the show. Let me and Mo know. You know how you feel, questions that you may have, any topics you want to bring up, you know, we'll be able to address those. This is a season one recap. So Mo and I are recording this separately as far as just recapping what the season one meant to us and what we're taking this thing. If you tapped in last week, you got to. I think it was a great way to end the series. Animal Brown, myself, Mo, merging two worlds together. As far as podcast content, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I think that was a heck of a way to go out and tell our story. We rarely get to do that with the On Deck TV show. Now, when we say rapping season one, all that means is we're not recording this week. Uh, shouts out and prayers to Mo, big part of this podcast and my partner in doing this. Wishing him and his family safety as hurricanes go through Florida so he wouldn't be available later this week and I'm headed to Nashville for my cousin's 40th birthday so I wouldn't be available later this week so we decided to give our own personal thoughts and let Mo do his thing and put some sauce together and serve it up to you that way you wouldn't be missing us too long but we will be back in full effect next week with some more special guests more people wanting to hop on and continuing the conversations that we've been having. Now, I feel like the first season, if that's what we're calling it, was a success. I wanted to build a platform just to have different, more intimate, personable conversations. 
didn't necessarily always have to be about rap or sports or TV, just general talking, making conversation cool again, in a sense. That's what I wanted another week in the books to be. Jeff spoke of this when he was on. Shout out to Big Jeff, a contributor, stopped by the show. He and I talked about this a while ago as to where I wanted to establish a platform where I could show my whole personality. Like I said, outside of just reviewing things and talking about stuff on TV or with music, just a place where you can conversate about regular, everyday life. That's been trying to be the focus, like making this cool for black men, conversation, a conversation piece. Like you see the pivot, like you see I am athlete, things of that nature, looking to grow the brand in that direction. My future expectations of this, again, is that like continuing to push this out, grow it, and have or make the conversations that we have normal. You know, just challenging each other, being able to agree and disagree and come to share insight with each other from experience that we've had. So my future expectations fall in line with continuing to build the brand out that way. And as we bring people on and add them to the conversation, people will be able to see that. It'll be very clear as to where this thing is going to go. Some of my favorite or my favorite moment or topic, I think that <laughs> that really just uh, broke the ice for the podcast was the crying on the lunch tables episode. Some of the feedback that I get from this show from my friends that have known me for a long time or people that listen to On Deck, they say, man, you get to be just different on here, a lot more personable as I try to be. And I credit Mo for that, man. I told him as we're doing this, I want him to be the point guard. He's got to be the John Stockton of this show. He's running up and he set me up. What do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? What would be interesting to you as somebody who missed Spike Lou? Me, hate to go third person there, but that's how you get it. Who missed Spike Lou this way? How would you guide the conversation to someone you have my ear? That's how we play it. And I think he's done a great job telling that story with crying on the lunch table. Being able to, you know, take some jabs, relive that. And it's made me be open and able to be more personable. So I think that what is probably the pinnacle or the defining episode as we continue to build this thing. If you wanted to pick one and start there, I would go start with uh, crying at the lunch table. That's a pretty cool episode as we were still getting our footing. What I've learned so far doing the show with someone that I've never formally met. For those of you that don't know the background of Mo and myself, he was a long time listener of the On Deck TV show. I he said he tapped in the On Deck of the week a couple of times. <laughs> and he reached out to me and we talked about doing a podcast about the Sopranos because both of us love the Sopranos. And I thought it was cool. We wrapped back and forth via DM and we hopped on a call or Zoom just to see, fill each other out or whatnot. And I knew that there needed to be more work there as far as the chemistry, getting to know each other. And again, like I said, I always wanted to do something different from what I was doing. And I feel like that may have been the perfect way. He knew how to produce, mix, audio, edit. Like when I'm doing the feature on Spike Lou, when I had this feed going before, there wasn't no edit on it. I'm just hitting record, putting it out. I wasn't going, putting nothing behind it. 
I was doing my Jay-Z slash Lil Wayne thing. So if I messed up or whatever, I just left it. So I tried my best to think about what I was going to say and just freestyle and go through it. So that's what those earlier feeds were about. But with Moa, we are able to have audio editing, add audio to it, which is taking it to another level, made it sound completely different. And that has gone a long way. Again, we had never formally met. But I felt like doing this would help us build chemistry and be able to have conversations as black men who didn't grow up or know each other that are different, come from different backgrounds and be able to figure stuff out where we disagree again, agree and have similar interests. Like we said, starting with the Sopranos and growing into this brand. So we use another week in the books to form our chemistry and build a brand together. And now we feel like we can take that and have black men conversation based around a lot of other things some of your favorite tv shows and and things of that nature what's next for another week in the books i think i just hit on it i'm reading questions off of uh, the production thing that we put together and lastly the message to black men huh i tweeted this today and i'll leave it at this it ain't too difficult it's real simple it's my nigga we didn't come this it says you've changed my nigga but yeah we didn't come this far to stay the same my nigga this podcast is brand me myself it's all about growth don't have to stay where you started at don't mean you gotta turn your back on where you started anything of that nature but you are able and allowed to grow you ain't gotta do the same shit you can try different things you can fail at those things you can get up and keep doing it however being better and changing is not a bad thing and I think a lot of times in our community, in our circles, you see people change, you give them grief for it. We want to celebrate. We want to celebrate people's growth and our homeboys and our friends and people that we meet and continue to have elevated conversations. It's been another week in the books. We bring a Friday back. I am Spike Blue. Shout out to Mo. Appreciate the mix. You guys hope you enjoy season one. Go back and binge all the episodes. We'll be back right on your head top for season two. We out. It is another week in the books. This is Maurice Hunt the Third. Spike has uh, spoke his piece. I'm going to speak mine as well. Uh, like he said, uh, there is a hurricane coming through here at Florida, and uh, he has some things to attend to as well. Uh, so we couldn't be together in our normal sessions. However, we still had to leave y'all with a dope beat to step to. So. My recap, season one of Another Week in the Books, 15 ep- 16 episodes strong. I feel season one was a success as well. This was genius uh, from Spike Lou because like he had said, I came to him approaching him about a different pitch. I pitched him on doing a Sopranos review podcast, which will be coming out later this year. He said, let's take the spike feed that I have and let's utilize that to build our chemistry. In my head, initially, I was like, "Mm." I wasn't so on board with it, like in my very, very first initial thought, because I was just thinking I was just ready to do it because I was so stoked and ready to do that. But as more time had passed, in that short time it made more and more sense and then we started to build and uh, communicate um so and from that 
another week in the books has developed its own brand, its own identity, which now it, it means something so special to him and I. I love this show so much. It is therapeutic. Uh, it has been a benefit to my life already. It has been a benefit, I feel, to those that are listening. They may not necessarily chime in at this moment because sometimes you just like to receive things and you may not want to speak to it. You just want to receive it. And I understand that. But this this first season has been a success. Our numbers have grown uh, from the initial start and we are building a supporter uh, or rather, you know, fan base or uh, those that believe believers, if you may, uh, in this content, in these conversations. Uh, we're trying to set ourselves apart as black men on the microphone and holding ourselves accountable. So I feel like first the first season was a success. Uh, and I feel like season two is going to be even greater. My initial expectation and my future expectation of the show, my initial expectation was I thought it was going to be super serious. <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to be very serious. And when me and him had, you know, these conversations building up to the point of actually recording and we kind of talked about our focus and our audience being black men and elevating um, our behavior, and elevating uh, our responsibilities and really trying to propel uh, black men forward as black men, not being overly preachy, but really speaking truths and making ourselves vulnerable. I thought it was going to be a lot more serious. Um, but as time has progressed through this season one, we've had those moments where we can go off grid talking about a, a haircut, talking about tip money, talking about how to react when somebody, you know, come at you. you know, we've had these fun moments that I've thoroughly enjoyed that has been such a great balance to some of the heavier and serious uh, topics that we've talked about. So my initial expectation was definitely that it was going to be a very serious show, especially just meeting Spike Lou. Uh, my future expectation is to build on this to uh, do live shows and actually I want to do uh, my expectation is that we will be able to do conventions where we can have uh, men, specifically black men and uh, men of color uh, come out and we can commune if you may and, and, and uh, get together one another and we have some workshops on things that we may have not may have not gotten as uh uh, growing up, some of us without fathers, some of us with fathers, and still may have been missing some things. I ain't gonna give the whole uh, gym here as far as my expectations because me and him gonna build on that. But I do see, or my expectation rather, is that we'll be able to do live shows as well as uh, um, a men conventions and uh, building on this brand and expanding to uh, more podcasts that will be spinoffs of this podcast. So that's my future expectation. Uh, my favorite moment or moments rather in the topic uh, that we spoke about for me uh, I like what Spike said uh, <laughs> crying at the lunch table because I have fun with joning on myself because of how low my self esteem used to be so I have fun with things like that that's funny to me like it doesn't bother because I've come so far from being sensitive and not knowing what to say and being picked on to being a grown man and being able to laugh at myself as well as other people. So I love those moments that we can have that. But mine would have been uh, chapter four 
the episode chapter four that would have hit different it's the news episode and the reason that's my favorite moment is because that was the first moment where i seen spike lou have an aha look on his face where i could tell in that moment even though he didn't agree with the fact that i don't watch the news and he did i got in such a bag from where i was coming from that i at least seen his face facial expression he was like hmm like genuinely interested like nobody's put it that way you know or at least articulated it that way you know normally you get a generic and i just remember seeing his face and i remember like being so passionate about it so passionate that my points were very clear you know sometimes you can get passionate and your points don't always be clear you might have thought about ah, oh, when i get in there i'm gonna say this and say that and then when the moment happened you don't you don't remember you don't remember your points but that was a moment where i was remembering my points and my where i was coming from and that was the moment that it started to kind of uh open the floodgates for me to get more comfortable uh with the podcast i have had previous podcasts and uh having a cast and because of people quitting or just not wanting to keep going forward with it i came into this podcast trying to kind of walk on eggshells because i didn't want to uh drop the bag you know what i mean if you may i didn't want to ruin a partnership before we even get going because i never thought that i would get another podcast with like a partner or a, a crew because people don't have the level of commitment for these things or people don't see the bigger picture uh so but after episode chapter four that would have hit different y'all go run that back for me that was when i kind of i feel like i carved out my spot on here uh as well i always say to spike i think that spike lou is the brains he's the brains of another week in the books he knows where to take it he knows the the quality he knows the branding he knows the positioning and i'm the heart of another week in the books the emotion the passion so but yeah that that definitely was that but there's been but that was probably my favorite episode in regards to or the most standout episode for me uh but my favorite is hands down the one last week uh was with animal brown to be able to interview them brothers and get their journey and then really uh you know digging in and getting my opportunity to kind of do a little bit of uh journalistic interviewing style that was fun and i really enjoyed that and loved it but i think the animal brown and spike lou they did such a great job and and it's a it speaks volumes to um if anybody's you got a dream and you you really want to pursue something something can seem so far away but if you believe in what you're doing that opportunity will come if you build up your skill build up your experience that opportunity will come you got to make yourself available i never knew and i had reached out to on deck a few times i've been on decker a few times so i found different ways to navigate up until that moment so to be able to listen to these dudes living in the midwest feeling like they was out of reach in atlanta to be able to work with one of them and then be able to interview both of them it speaks volumes it means a lot to me you know what i mean so uh, I say that to anybody out there, you know, consistency, stay doing it and stay believing what you're doing. Believe your talent, but do your research and put the work in, put them hours in. Um, so, yeah, y'all go check that out, man. Run the whole season one back. If you haven't already, go tell a friend, man, whatever y'all favor that man flood the comments, uh, DM us. You know what I'm saying? Another week in the books. Uh, the biggest thing, 
the biggest thing that I've learned uh, thus far doing this with somebody I've never formally met, Spike Lee. We never met in person, y'all. And I know that some people, you know, that concerns a lot of people because they're like, oh, well, there's no real friendship there. It's easy to drop this off. It really is. And coming into it, it was rough because we we didn't know each other. So it's this weird dynamic where you are expecting something from somebody and you keep forgetting oh they don't know me you know what i'm saying you gotta you gotta uh separate the black experience to your experience and that is something i had to learn i had to learn that like we know the black experience a lot of us grew up with our fathers uh you know we know mothers is the backbones we know uh family barbecues we know uh you know hustle by any means we, we know certain things from the black experience but the personal experience i had to do that and I did come in, I ain't gonna say sensitive, but I, I was, I guess we could say sensitive a little bit because I wasn't used to uh, Spike's kind of straightforwardness where there was like really no kind of poetic way to put it. It was just straightforward, but it has grown me to have tougher skin, even though like you would think because you've been joned on, you've moved forward uh, from a child, you're not worried about nothing, but this is different being grown, being 30 plus to another grown man basically telling you like you full of it or telling you like bro do better or telling you like bro you tripping like it's different you know what i'm saying so uh the biggest thing i've learned is not being sensitive and then also just speak speak your mind and speak the truth like don't i spike is one of the people that i've been the most honest with here lately is because you know i guess maybe because there is a lack of per se friendship but partnership as it builds into a friendship but just how he's always gave it to me you know just thorough straight up so i've been comfortable enough to do the same which if y'all been listening to the podcast you can see the progression of Maurice hunt the third uh where you could see me you know getting more comfortable and a little bit more outspoken because now he has opened that that pla- uh, opened that comfort level for me to be able to just speak speak candidly because he does so shouts out to spike for that uh so those are some of the things and I've already spoke about as well. <laughs> uh, what's next for another week in the books? Season two. Tune in. You know, it should be next week. So y'all tune in. Uh, season two, another week in the books. We're kicking it off. We're going to go crazy. More guests, uh, more dope beats, more, you know, underground <laughs> songs, you know, whatever. Whatever y'all come here for, y'all going to get that heightened. But we don't know what to give y'all if y'all don't uh, message us so y'all can messages on instagram another week in the books that's it another week in the books no spaces y'all can dm y'all can also email us awitb2022 at gmail.com for those that are old school y'all can do that and lastly as i wrap this episode because i've spoken long enough my message to black men we have to look at each other as valuable we have to see each other as valuable you mean something to somebody you mean something to somebody and if i don't know you but we having our whatever i'm not going to take your life and i'm not going to try to disrupt your life because you mean something to somebody else even if you don't mean nothing to me we got to stop killing we got to start showing love we got to respect and value one another because what are we doing to devalue one another if the world already devalues black men 
we can't do that. We can't do that. We got to do different. We got to be different. They use us for everything and, and want us for nothing. We can't do that to one another as black men. So my message to black men value one another. Even if you don't know this dude, whatever he looking, whatever, just say, what's up? Nod. How you doing today, brother? Like anything. But give the value to black men as it should. The original man. Come on. Like we got to do that. No more hatred, man. Even if you ain't feeling him or whatever, you ain't got to come at him either. Because we are he already got the world against him. We all got the world against us. So we got to start valuing one another. Regardless if we don't agree, regardless if we grew up different, we got to. We can't keep killing one another. Like we gotta that's 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 played out. Period. That's played out. Thank y'all for tuning in this week, man. Love and blessings. It's another week in the books.